Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black, the only podcast show on the internet where we talk about things that matter like dragons and and spaceships and 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 sickness and plagues and voices that go out from under you even though you don't really want them to my name is dan selke and i sound like i uh gargled a whole pack of jacks and just spit them back up but really i was in florida over the weekend with daniel roman and richard durante and Lots of folk at fan sided for a company gathering. And if you're wondering why my voice is shot, it's because we spent all weekend, I mean, volunteering at Special Olympics, but also hanging out, staying up yes. quite a bit too late, drinking a lot and um, doing karaoke. So my voice did not survive the trip, but otherwise I had a great time. And Daniel, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. My voice uh, is is not that much more intact, but a little more intact. So yeah, I, I'm good. Nothing is the same, but everything is the same. And we're excited to see you guys. Thanks for tuning in, uh, Julie and Nicole and Christian. Great to see you. And Dana uh, first. And yeah, we're going to talk about job, some Dana. stuff. We might talk quietly. Yeah, just yes, do, kudos do, 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 Dana do, 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 on the number uh, one slot. Bear with me, people. If um, if I have to ASMR this for, for one episode, it, it might just have to be like that for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to let voices that, that are kind of in and out stand in the way of us giving you the news that you need to know. Starting with no. uh, what I think will become a, a, a pretty regular feature as we inch closer to the grand return to Westeros is an update on yeah. maybe we have a whole section for it. Like, what did George R. R. Martin say this week? Because he's out there and he's yeah. saying stuff. So he was the on. The word of the Martin. <coughs> the word of Martin. Don't speak it from the hilltops. He was out on, again, he, <laughs> he, he, he's promoting House of the Dragon. He's coming out of his little uh, castle. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we always hope he'll say something he shouldn't and we can have a real update. But he was talking about House of the Dragon, yeah. the upcoming sea prequel show to Game of Thrones based on his book, Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. And talking about how he's very happy with it. You know, they're had to make a lot of choices because they can't do three different versions of the narrative like it is in the book. They got to choose one to give the official yeah. version, but he thinks they made the right choice. And in some cases, they even improved on the source material, such as in he, yeah. he, 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 he compared to how, to how much he liked Sybil Kakelli playing Shay in Game of Thrones. He was noted fan of that because he kind of wrote that character as pretty not much of anything, but on the show, she yeah. kind of popped and fizzed and crackled had more depth. She had a lot more personality. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She was definitely more likable. And he said in a similar vein, I cannot do the voice today. There's no way. He said, (laughs) quote, in a similar vein, I am vastly impressed by the show's version of King Viserys played by Patty Consid, who gives the who gives the character a tragic majesty that my book Viserys never quite achieved. So Daniel, any comment on that? Good sign or bad sign? Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's a great sign. It's a great sign. Obviously. I think I, you know, there were a couple of characters that the show improved on that, that George commented on throughout the show. <laughs> Shay was one OSHA was another one um, that he said she, she was a huge leap forward from, you know, she was kind of a minor side character in the book and, and in TV shows, it, it not saying that that doesn't still happen. You can't still have minor characters, but there's when you're hiring good actors to do parts, there's more incentive to flesh out characters. If the actor is bringing them to life. Um, we, we kind of saw that with Theon, even Theon got a lot more screen time in the series, partially because they, they liked the actor so much because he did such a great job. Um, so I'm excited by this because Viserys, he is a character who I was kind of surprised at how much we saw him in the trailers yeah. um, and seeing that we're going to get more stuff like when the characters are like when Rhaenyra and Alicent are younger. We've seen a few scenes that are from that era, which makes me think we'll get to really see a lot more of Viserys um, like throughout his reign. Like, I think we're going to I think he's going to because moderate sport Viserys dies. Um, that's kind of what kicks off the whole dance of the dragons. So yeah, I, I think that is a good sign. Um, if they're fleshing out characters in a similar way as game of Thrones did, I think that's exciting. What, what do you think? You good sign, bad sign sign I mean, of the times. I was just kind of being sarcastic. Like the, the like, you know, he, he says, um, the character's better, good sign or bad sign. Obviously good sign. Yeah. But, um, yeah, <clears throat> I yeah hope, of course. I hope the new Viserys is, because I, I kind of like the Viserys in the book is a bit of a like a bumble boob and just uh, doesn't know what's going on and yeah is not really tapped in yeah you know you, you know what's something a little weird and some great comments here that I will get to Julie I appreciate that yeah. you think I sound sexy I appreciate that <laughs> I, I can't change it and as Nicole says that was what you're going for that's what's happened that's what I'm going to use to my advantage yeah. maybe at the bar I don't know um as nicole says vocal rest and hydration the second this is over nicole i guarantee um i, I got my hydration at least yeah one thing i have noticed is that they've talked about the tragic majesty and the kind of the deep darkness of house the dragon i haven't heard much about like the lighter side of the humor i do think the humor was yeah. very important in game of thrones i thought like the the yeah. like the 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 tones were good they could have like a wide variety of deadly serious to almost slapstick um i hope it doesn't yeah help i, I hope hope remembers to have a little bit of dark fun i think you almost have to have a little bit of dark fun when the material is this bleak like um people will find yeah, humor totally. in absolutely everything and they almost find more humor when the situation is absolutely dire and i i do yeah. hope that uh ryan condal has a funny bone somewhere <laughs> Yeah, me too. I, I totally agree. I think that's really important. Um, you know, he's he has fallen out, uh, I, think, <sighs> I think rightfully so, given everything that has come out about him. But there's a Joss Whedon quote that I always think about with that, which uh, was in relation to Buffy. It was like, make it dark, make it make it heavy. But for the love of God, tell a joke. And I think like that kind of of thing fits in the game of threat. Like George always, he has, he does that. Like his stories are all yeah, very dark, yeah, but he still much. makes the time to tell lots of, of jokes and have humor. I mean, that's, you know, that's Tyrion. It's interesting here. Cause there isn't necessarily an obvious Tyrion or an obvious, like mm. witty character. It's true. Um, so I'm curious to see who, who kind of takes up that role in this show since it's not, you know, we don't see the personalities quite as much in fire and blood. Yeah, I am too. I mean, it, it, 
it's going to be on them. And, and I hope they step up. Yeah. I also like that Joss Whedon quote, but we're not allowed to talk about it anymore, Daniel. Not since it's the fall. True. So just, that's fine. I, it I, is not I a quote said. to redeem him. I, I <laughs> am not Camp Joss. I'm yes, just saying it's, it's a fair quote for this situation. All right. <laughs> um, he did give George. So George R. R. Martin also gave us a, a very, very, the barest update about the winds of winter, mm-hmm. the long, long awaited sixth book in a song of ice and fire. What did um, he say? He said, I will, I will try to do the voice. He said, finally <laughs> finished a clutch of Cersei chapters that were giving me fits. Now I am wrestling with Jamie and Brienne. The work proceeds. That was not as fast as many of you would like. Um, <laughs> I love so, it. Thank yeah. You. We tried. We tried. Um, so I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. I'm. I, it always makes me happy whenever he feels comfortable enough to talk about the winds of winter because he used to say stuff like this way more when he was writing a dance with dragons, and then the dog pile of kind of the internet and opinions have made him a little more reclusive with his updates. So, so what do you? What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, it's just glad nice George get... is talking about it uh, <laughs> again. It, it's a. Uh... Honestly, those are very good voice. Um, when I get better, we can Thank have you. a voice off about it. And and you guys can decide Ooh. who does the better JRM voice. It's nice to hear mention actual names and specifics. But I mean, trying to read into what it portends, I think it's a bit of a fool's errand. Yeah. But yes, it's nice totally to hear agree. specifics. And I like Julie's comment about like um, she enjoys time traveler's wife because the touch of humor really lifts it. I almost think hmm. you shouldn't write something really serious unless you're prepared to have a few jokes in there again that quote by britney spears or whoever that was was really accurate about um being very yeah. serious but writing it but, 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 but throwing a joke in there and yeah. yeah of course i'm happy to hear i'm talking about it i just um we'll see if it, during any of this giant battery of appearances coming up we get something more substantial we all know yeah. what we want to hear and we're just waiting for it Yeah, there's nothing really you can get from, you know, I'm working on this character Um, unless he drops, you know, an unexpected character in there. It's like, well, we knew we were going to see more Jamie and Brienne and Cersei. It's it's not the same as like there was one years back where he was like, I'm working on Aaron damp hair chapters. And it's like, oh, okay. what what tell tell us more about that? He adds Um, any characters. Yeah, if, he, if there's anybody new in this book, that's going to be a no for me. That's going to be prob- probably have the best idea. <laughs> when he that's when I read fair, that, I, I actually think. I actually forgot for a second that we already knew that Brienne lived and she talked to Jimmy at the end of, of Dance with Dragons. Yeah. I was like, oh, Brienne, that's it. because we don't know if she lived. The, no way. Yeah, we did. She did survive that. And she OK, never mind. Yeah. But, but then again, it has been 11 years. So, of course, I forgot something. Yeah. And I think there's been one other time in those 11 years where he mentioned I'm working on Jamie and Brienne. So full circle, he's now back working on Jamie and Brienne. We, we can only parse, you know, basically nothing from that, but again, glad he's comfortable enough to at least drop, you know, two, two or three sentences of winds of winter update for us. As Julie says, the thing that bothers me the most is when we will get the final book of dream of spring. And my line (laughs) on that now is we'll get the winds of winter a couple of years. I don't think we'll ever get a dream of spring, but you know, we'll see you here another 11 years, Julie, and see where we are. I've got the diplomatic, the, the answer for you, Julie, you, you ready for it? We will get a dream of spring after Ooh. the winds of winter. That's, <laughs> that's the say, official um, word. 
from the mountains drying the wind like leaves and mountains float in the wind like leaves and that whole spiel, which I forgot the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. I wish I remembered that, that whole, uh, yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. really funny Reddit thread about this, about cyber Martin finishing it. And yeah, you there, know, there are no more books. There are no more people, but the book is finished. Um, <laughs> and, and that was pretty funny. You can find that on Reddit somewhere. I think we, we paraphrased it on the site, but we'll see. I mean, that is like, like let's be real here. Cause he, he I think let's in one real. of these other recent updates, he, he talked about Realist. how after wins he's got fire and blood too. He's got more Duncan eggs, which he said he wants to write like a dozen Duncan egg stories. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I think he is going to write ambition. more of them than we've gotten, which is only three short, sure. um, a dream of like, you know, I don't ever want to stereotype, uh, but like a dream of spring at, with where he is in his age and his, and his career, that's going to be like the book he finished. Like that's going to be the pinnacle of his life book as he's trying to work on it. Like he's going to be in his he's in his sunset years. But that is going to be the like if he finishes that book, that will be the, the mission of his life accomplished mm-hmm. kind of is what it feels like. So I'm not banking on that to be a quick thing, but I I'm the eternal optimist. I, I'll hope which for is it. good. That's we'll good because I'm kind of a pessimist. Yeah. So it's, it's probably for the best. We have a little bit of thing going on. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Moving beyond that. Well, sure. Let's move on to another um, place where it's possible. I'll have some pessimistic, but often not. Uh, Let's talk about the new Disney show, Ms. Marvel. So, yeah. uh, although some comments are popping up, um, Nicole says, I just hopped on. Did you all just say JRM wins the winner is didn't no, no, Nicole? Oh, Nicole. No, we, 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 <laughs> we most certainly did not. Sorry, Nicole. Um, that you're here what you want to hear, as, as we all are. No, n- n- no way. Um, but you'll that know would, when we know. That would be the largest update that instead of the barest update, the largest update <laughs> if it was finished. But, but yeah. Um, let's move on to a new Disney plus Marvel TV show called Ms. Marvel. Did you end up watching this at any time today, Daniel? Not knocking around it yet or at all. I, yeah, I haven't gotten to see it yet. Um, I, I had to prioritize Obi-Wan Kenobi, which also dropped today. Disney's yes. they're not making it easy on, on us reviewers to watch all the things on the day of, but yeah, so I haven't seen it. I'm really curious what you thought of this one. Lovely. Yeah. So this show is again, uh, they're starting to kind of bleed together because, because there's so many of them now. The latest yeah. Disney Plus Marvel show after WandaVision and Loki and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. the Hawkeye and the Moon Knight and uh, uh, What If and probably another one. Um, Ms. Marvel. Uh, she is Kamala Khan. She's a young Pakistani girl living in Jersey City, Jersey City, where my brother also lives, coincidentally. Maybe he's in it. Nice. And it was quite charming. I, I, I I liked the trailer because it did look like it was going to be a down to earth kind of shrunken size, quirky show with a point of view. Kamala is kind of like a yeah. scatterbrained teenager who doesn't know what she wants and is obsessed with the Avengers. And they do a good job of selling the sort of plucky innocence and uh, 
can do attitude of this character in the show. And I'll tell you what, I, I was um, editing Aripa's review because Aripa Bouvard uh, reviews this show for Wick. And I was actually tearing up as I edited it because oh, Aripa was nice. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Because Aripa, if you're out there, your, yeah. your view made me cry because she was writing about how. <laughs> She, you know, she was a young Pakistani girl at some point, and yeah, she said like how accurate the family scenes were. Like, you know, Kamala's yeah. parents are, or at least her mother is very like strict and doesn't want her to go out at at night with boys or parties. She wants her to focus on her studies. She thinks the adventure the Avengers obsession is a little silly, and girlish wants her to get married and just kind of be an upright lady. And 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 those were the best scenes where she's interacting with the mother. I mean, yeah. like the the. <clears throat> the the headstrong plucky kid and the kind of strict parent is pretty traditional you know just yeah sure i guarantee you've seen this scene before where kamala is like can i go to this party yeah. and the mom's like you can't no like it's not like it hasn't happened yeah but it's always effective because there are a lot of parents and kids like that and of course you want yeah. kamala to find a way to do it anyway she finds a way to go to yeah. it and it's fun it's good now so yeah I, I I I was very happy to like read that that it's connecting on that level and that she's seen herself in that and 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 that made me feel really good. Now the plot of the the actual plot uh, has some Disney stank on it in an interesting oh, no. <laughs> good some good Disney bad way. Stank. So the whole okay. plot is that Kamala Khan loves the Avengers, specifically Captain Marvel. She wants to go yeah. to Avengers Con in Jersey City okay. in New York. And that that's the whole that's the whole thing. Like she she reads fanfic. She does fan art. She has all the merch. She makes her own Captain Marvel okay. cosplay. And I just couldn't help but think Disney has just found a way to work merch and Marvel cons into this story in a really seamless way. And like comment on or sort of like depict its own like she's she's a marvel fan like the main character is is a marvel super fan and she's bought in all the marvel merch and bought into the whole marvel disney lifestyle and like Mm -hmm. that is the and that's her goal like that's the goal we support her in is going to the place so she can buy t-shirts and mugs and funkos and they're not like by that name but like the con yeah. like looks very i was wondering like will they make the con they they wouldn't allow them to make the con look lame because they have to make the con look good because they want yeah. their own cons to be attended of so course that part was yeah. interesting that was like kind of metatextual but they didn't treat it as metatextual like the boys is metatextual where they're aware yeah. that they're kind of satirizing this I think this was more closer to propaganda <laughs> than um, satire, but I yeah. mean, again, it's it's still work. It's still work because I mean, there are there are folks out there who are very big fans of this stuff. So why can't Kamala Khan be? A yeah, fan? and I think she is in the comics too. So she is. Yeah, that aspect was interesting to me, and it was good. Like, um, she puts on a bracelet she got from her grandmother. Whatever. Now she has powers. We don't know where that's going yet. And uh, yeah. She gets powers and it's fun. And now I'm sure it, it, the episode kind of ends. Um, it felt like it felt like it felt like a TV episode where it ended on like what will happen next, which is nice. Um, so I liked yeah. it. It was charming. It was well acted. The actress who's playing Kamala Khan is like a it's like a newcomer to the screen. Very, very endearing. Very, very likable. And it's also a really nice propaganda tool for Disney to just literally work yeah. in all this merch stuff, which I just thought was an, an, a, an interesting little layer on top but i liked it i enjoyed it oh it's the next one how cool. how long yeah, is your opinion it, gonna be because i might run and get some more water it's important to stay hydrated um, 
when your voice is dying. You, you know what? I'll wait until I, I hear the that. Boys or Obi Wan. You sure? You sure? Uh, so, okay. So yeah. I have some thoughts about the Miss the Miss Marvel thing. I think it's it is really so. As you said, she is a fan in the comics of Captain Marvel. That's kind of her origin thing. That's mm-hmm. why she's Miss Marvel instead of some other superhero name. I think so. The cultural representation. I remember seeing Ariba talk about this uh, when we got like the first trailer, and and that is the thing that I feel the best about in in mm-hmm. terms of a show like this. That it feels the most imp- like the most important thing about a show like this um, is is giving people from different communities a chance to see themselves in these superhero stories um, and depicting different cultures. Well, I think the, the Marvel super fan thing, it's a fascinatingly meta thing because this is basically centering a Marvel super fan as the hero of the story. And like the con thing, like you said, like that, that feels a little like a propaganda thing. Like it's kind of hilarious to me that Marvel's most meta series is premiering at the same time as the boys, which yes. is totally like ragging on all these exact same things. Um, so that's fascinating. I think it's going to be really fun to watch both of them at once and kind of like pick apart the different approaches <laughs> of the, of the two creative teams. But it's also very meta that, so this the actor who plays Kamala, uh, Iman Vellani, I believe her name is. So she talked a little while back about how she is a huge Marvel super fan. So there's a very meta aspect to this where she's an enormous Marvel super fan playing an enormous Marvel super fan who gets Marvel powers. And she is a, a young actor who is a huge Marvel super fan joining the MCU. They told her she had to cut back. She wanted more Iron Man references. Oh. Apparently she <laughs> loves Iron Man. And they had to to curb that a little bit and be like, we need to chill on the references to other heroes. Like you really like Miss Miss Marvel. You can't like Iron Man and Miss Marvel quite as much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, what did you think of the tone of this? Because one thing I was curious about from the trailers was it reminded me a little bit of Spider-Man Homecoming and yeah. that it seemed oh. like it was aimed at a younger audience which isn't bad obviously but it it is a certain kind of demographic that's like it's different than like moon knight even though it was goofy and it kind of didn't felt like it didn't know whether it wanted to be aimed at older younger audiences this from the trailers felt like it knew what it was about a little bit more did did it come off as a slightly younger feeling show than than some of the other ones i mean yeah of, of course right because it, it's that it's about younger people it's about in high school yeah. Like, um, honestly, <clears throat> in the trailers, it has like all like stylistic things where she has like, you know, she like sees in different kind of watercolors and comic strips come to life. Ooh, and um, like, that's cool. They're yeah. Uh, they're like texting with her friend and you see like the emojis they're sending just like appear in like uh like windows and on signs which uh, honest to god i thought was a bit much it's like i'm not sure this is really helping yeah i feel like you're giving the visual designer something to do i don't know if it really really helped you you know what it reminded me of weirdly <laughs> style stylistically the kind of um sideways steps into kamala khan's kind of point of kind of quirky point of view, which is all bright colors and comics reminded me of um, the movie precious based on level pushed by Sapphire, which is Ooh, a movie. Do you okay. ever see that? Which is about, I have um, not seen that. Gabernet Sidibe, like a poor young black woman who just retreats into her family's life because her life is horrible. Huh. The, the, in that movie, the point is 
you see her fancy life because her normal life is wretched. And this life is just kind of yeah. like a fun flourish, but it was actually kind of similar, yeah. um, but a very, very different intention. But yeah, I mean, of course it's younger, you know, because she's younger and her best yeah. friend who she will obviously be in a relationship with is younger. And um, the girl she's like at school is younger and she has a, Op, a hugely optimistic let's go get him rah rah attitude about her powers and, and she's not a mopey gotcha. hero she's not a batman she's the opposite yeah. of batman she's superman yeah but like young and bubbly and likes fan art and she has a podcast honest to god like the first bit oh, nice. was, is like her doing a podcast it sounded a lot like us um and, <laughs> and and the show like her youtube channel's got like five views six views three views <laughs> it was cute so <laughs> nice this is the most meta series that Disney has made in a weird way. Yeah. They, they are definitely looking at their fans and kind of commenting on some stuff they do, but not trying to, but not trying to make it too much. Um, although yeah. I am curious and I think it's my water break. You mentioned the boys. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think it's a really interesting point of comparison actually uh, yeah. to Miss Marvel. Cause they do share some things, but just on very different levels. Now that you've seen the first episode of The Boys, Dan, the Amazon Prime video superhero drama mm-hmm. that satirizes all things Marvel, um, what did you think of those first three episodes? And while you say that, I'm going to get some more water. So maybe okay. by Friday, my throat can be a little better. <laughs> One second. <laughs> all right. So The Boys, uh, the first three episodes of The Boys on Amazon Prime dropped on Friday. And... Yeah, it is very, you know, The Boys has always been a very meta show. It likes to poke fun at these kinds of cultural trends. There was a a part in the second season of The Boys where they had like a girls get it done better, like subplot, which was a direct commentary on a specific part of Avengers Endgame. And this season of The Boys has plenty of that same kind of stuff. Uh, The characters go to Vaughtland. At one point, which is basically the boys equivalent of Disneyland. Uh, I was just talking about Vaughtland. They go there talking about these meta types of things with the boys. So, yeah, in terms of the actual plot and like how the season's holding up, um, the boys has always been a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. It, I have now seen the incredibly gross scene that you were referring to when we did our spoiler free talk about this last week. And it was <laughs> It, yeah, it was uh, it was righteously uh, it was in- intense. The person I was watching it with left the room during that during that scene. They had already seen it once. They didn't want to see it again. <laughs> but like beyond that, like the boys is always going to be shocking. It's always going to have gore that makes you cover your mouth and go, "Oh my god, I can't believe they just did that." But I think it's handling like the traumas of the different characters. <laughs> really really well this season uh, it's using and that's beyond just the actor the actors are all doing a great job but i think also with the way the editing team and the sound design team are working on this season like there are lots of fast cuts or moments where the sound kind of blurs out or it cut the scene cuts in the middle of a song just yeah. moments to drive home how messed up these situations are for the people like Starlight and and Huey and, you know, Billy Butcher, who've all been through so much messed up stuff at this point in the show. I am I I feel so bad for Starlight. Starlight yeah. Now, by the end of the third episode, she how home much light. of the spoilers do we want to get here? It, yeah, the home light thing been out for like um like uh, five days by now. 
Okay. Yeah, I see a couple of people saying they've watched all of them in the comments. Nicole, Nicole Seenum, Nicole Seenum, we're saved to talk about it. Um, Julius, yeah, there, there's a home light thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> definite, definitely that. Um, Feel the difference. Yes. Yeah, so I, I am. I felt so bad for Starlight and being in the situation she's in with Homelander and with the Deep. It's kind of like she started the season in a really powerful place and then got the rug pulled out from under her, which is similar to Huey. They, you know, they've kind of been on parallel paths throughout this entire show, really, where he's with the boys and she's with Vought. And they're both kind of on the rise in these two organizations and then finding different footings. Um, And they both started on top of the world this season. And now they're not. Um, I thought the twist with um, I'm glad they didn't draw out the twist with Huey's boss. Um, yeah. Okay. Joe, Joanne has not seen three yet. We won't get into, okay. into the deets too much, but we knew from last season that Huey's boss, the politician, I don't remember her name. Um, Victoria Newman, I think. Yeah. We knew that Victoria was a soup. From the end of last season, she's the one who makes people's heads explode. She sabotaged a few important moments throughout season two. And thankfully, Huey finds this out pretty early on. It, it, it becomes a point of, you know, it becomes a plot point pretty early on this season, which I was glad for. Yeah, but thanks because the first it's episode. always a weird thing. Yeah, it's always a weird thing when a show tells the audience something and then draws yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of my issue with the Stranger Things Hopper plot line. Like we saw a Demogorgon in the end credits of season three. So then to have that be the reveal of episode seven is mm-hmm. like, well, this is something we knew already. There's got to be a I was really good reason for when I heard that Obi-Wan started and he didn't realize that Darth Vader was Darth Vader was Anakin. I was like, he, he has to figure that out. We've known that yeah. for decades. Yeah. And thankfully, and again, this is another instance where they, Mm. Uh, maybe someone in Disney's marketing team realized that because they made that the end of the episode two, um, which okay. means that the first you could have found that out on the first day of watching. You can basically get to that point where Obi-Wan discovers that Anakin is Darth Vader or not that he knew that Anakin was Darth Vader. He does not realize that Darth Vader is still alive. Um because we saw the name, the name drop in Revenge of the Sith. He sees uh, a hollow of uh, Palpatine calling him Darth Vader, if I remember right. right. But we don't ever right. see the actual uh, like metallic robot Darth Vader on the loose or Obi-Wan hasn't until that series. Um, so, yeah, the boys, I think the writing and the plotting is really tight and really good. I like how it is pulling on some strings with the um, the relationships between some of the characters like Butcher and um, his old boss. Yeah, I've kind heard of discovering too. that there's yeah, there's some secrets there giving giving characters like Mother's Milk some some more yeah. detailed yeah, 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 backstory. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I'm surprised um, you and I were talking about this a little earlier. I'm, I'm surprised at how much of a long game reveal. It seems like they're making s- the fact that uh, this is a spoiler, but it's not because it's in the trailers. Um, so they're playing with this idea of what happened to soldier boy is a big focus of the first few episodes. And they all think soldier boy's dead. Um, and we've seen him quite a bit in the trailers and they there's really been quite a lot hard, of, yeah. of, they really pushed him hard in the marketing um, and like how he reacts to seeing the modern world. So um, it, 
that's interesting to me because on the one hand, it's like, that's cool. I, I like that they, you know, I was fascinated by that. On the other hand, it's always weird with stuff like that because it's like, how much better would all this have landed if you didn't make it such public knowledge before the season yeah, aired? I agree. Um, that's always kind of my question with some of these <laughs> like plot points being revealed. Um, but either way, I mean, Jensen Ackles and, and again, we won't get into episode three spoilers too much because because now we know there are people in the audience who haven't seen it. Yes. Um, but there there was only maybe one or two scenes where we've really gotten a good look at him as Soldier Boy so far. And it was enough to get me really excited. It seemed like he had some similar like facial tics and uh, attitude things that reminded me of Homelander a little bit. And so oh, I can't wait to see yeah. what that actor does with a role like that, because I think he's a good actor. Um so he does feel very Homelander like. I also liked uh, Stormfront being back in her state. Also, um, oh my god, yeah, I, that surprised me. I I figured she was. I figured oh yeah. she was dead after last season. The, the actress the straight couple, up lied. Yeah, the, that was good. Yeah, she I, did. Actress, like, she did. Yeah, I'm not in it. If I'm out, I'm her. It, she, I she fooled heard. us. She did. That was funny. And then she killed her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, okay. A comment from Julie suggests a question. Julie says, I want to smack okay. Homelander in the mouth. And Joanne replies, I hear you. Okay, Daniel and mm-hmm. everyone out there mm-hmm. listening, I want your opinions on this. So when it comes to a character like Homelander, I, I think I, I should call him my absolute favorite from the show because he is by far the character I'm most compelled by. And the one who whenever's on screen, I'm like, I, I want to know what he does. But the, there's this tension, yeah. right? Like with a character like that, where they're the most loathsome piece of trash in the world. But I, I mean, he's, he's the reason the show like goes round. Like he, he's the reason the show is good to me. So does that make him good, a good character or a bad character, a likable character or an unlikable character? It's he's unlikable because he's terrible, but he's likable because he's, he's really interesting. And whenever he's in a scene, I said, I set up straight to attention. Um, I love Homelander, yeah. but I hate yeah. Homelander. It's a bit of a thicket. I fall off because I've heard people who, who will look at a character like that and say like, oh, he's the worst. And I'm like, he does the worst things, but he's the best. Like he is the reason for the freaking season. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I I completely agree with you. I think he is, you know, he epitomizes that kind of. Uh, classic trope of being a character you love to hate because he yeah, he is so good. compelling um, and he constantly does things that he knows will really mess with other characters. So it is fast. Like anytime there's a development where, you know, he's involved, it's so fast and like that. It reminds me of Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah, yes, it does. Or Ramsey Bolton or Cersei. Um, Cersei to a lesser extent because she became a lot more sympathetic as mm-hmm. the show and and the books yeah. go on. Like even though she's still awful, it's not quite the same as Joffrey, where like the psychological, like they're just irredeemable, but you still can't look away when they're around. Right. Yeah, I think Homeland. I mean, he is that for the boys, and they're not to say there aren't too many characters like that, but like thinking right now, like he's a standout. Like in terms of things the show could be known for, like. As a really psychotic villain, oh, he's unquestionably um, he's better the breakout than most... character from the from the yeah, show. Yeah, no I think question. him, him, and and Billy Butcher, who he's like 
the humor like he's at, he's the other character where every single time he was on screen i set up straighter i pay more attention mm. his lines are always so funny and and part of that is the line and a huge part of that is carl urban's delivery um i'm so glad that carl chronically underrated carl urban because he's always a, good in everything yeah, he's in he's always good, never but bad. now he's finally got a role where he can really showcase that yeah they're the i mean they're the two they're the two for me Actually, I don't know. I have some problems with butcher. Not problems. I just Ooh, okay. I okay. almost think it's it's overdone. Like just most of the characters are rooted in like actually there are a whole lot that kind of have like a gimmick. Like there's the French guy, and I guess yeah. he's the only other one. I don't know. Okay, first of all, he's <laughs> Australian, right? Butcher. He's coming in there with the Australian accent. Like the really heavy, heavy. I don't why I don't buy. Is he it. supposed to be Australian in the show? So I he's actually, a New Zealander in sure. actual life. Yeah, but but I can't remember where he's supposed to be from. In Whatever the show. he has that accent. Um, it's just so extreme that and like so kind of cosplay tough guy. He's British. He's British in the show. It's British. like so Thank sort you, of Richard. like yeah. That's it. It's like cosplay kind of tough guy drag. Like everything he says is a growled one liner. I, I for some reason, yeah. yeah. Nicole, thank you, Nicole. I feel like Butcher is trying too hard. That's fair. And when, when, fair. because that... Homelander, I believe, like, okay, sure, he's a little superhero, but I, I, I feel like Butcher is, a, is is like is like one level of campiness higher than everyone else's plane. He's like up here, and everyone else is kind of here. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, I. I th- I think you're right about that. And and part of it is unbiased because I do like Carl Urban. I like Carl Urban too. I, I, yeah, I think I could see that, but I don't enjoy him any less for it. I can sure. respect the opinion that that he maybe feels a little less grounded, you know, and, and that's true for the stuff he's struggling with this season because, um, you know, he's kind of struggling with what is he willing to do to himself in order to fight soups yes. this season? That's kind of his struggle. And it is a more fantastical struggle than almost any other character is facing, which is weird because like half the cast are soups. And but the, it's it's weird, though, because the soups are dealing with actual person problems, right? Like Homelander's dealing with yeah. being a psycho. The deep basically got into Scientology and then got out. <laughs> I, the self-referentialness of the boys has it's fascinating because they filmed it a year ago, but seeing like the firearm convention that Jack Butcher yeah. goes to and I mean, like some of the, these things are the cyclical, deep, right? Just it's not going to stop. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, did you know it was going to be so timely? Like these, these tragic things have been happening recently. And it's like, they were happening a year ago when the boys filmed, it was just as relevant. Then I'm going to quote the Simpsons is that that old joke where it's, um, they're going to replace the DJs with the uh, automatic kind of computer voice track. And he says, the clowns in Congress have done it again. And it's like, how does <laughs> the news like that? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think the boys is really it's doing a good job this season. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm really excited to see what they do. They've kind of set up this conflict with Butcher and Homelander, which has always kind of been at the center of the show. Sure. They have a pretty great scene in the first episode where where Homelander basically asks, you know, wouldn't you rather us just duke this out, scorched earth <laughs> style, and we'll see who's left? And Butcher's like, yeah, you're, you're right. That is what I want. I hope something like that happens. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen quite that obviously like like don't totally give us what we want like surprise us but I am 
hoping for an eventual showdown with those two characters. Um, Looking forward to it in general. I, I have more screeners. I'm going to start watching some more tonight. And uh, nice. finally, Daniel, before we move on to a lightning round, um, how's Obi-Wan treating you? Uh, it's treating me well. I want to just uh, address one one quick comment before we get to that, that Christian pointed out, which was that Carl Urban said he wouldn't do Wolverine. He respects that. I agree. Uh, his his reasoning was he's like five years younger than Hugh Jackman. Why <laughs> would you? Why would anyone recast Hugh Jackman yeah. as him as Wolverine? Like they're the same age, basically. Um, but yeah, so Obi-Wan Kenobi. Episode four came out today and it was really good. I I think so. My feelings were the first two episodes were pretty bland. They had some writing things I thought were weird and inconsistent. I just wasn't really gripped. Thankfully, this episode did not have chase scenes for the actor who plays young Leia. She's great. But the first two episodes had people chasing her a lot and they just looked ridiculous. They, They weren't good chase scenes. Um, so we got away from that this episode. She had some great stuff where her voicing sometimes still feels like a little too adult to me. Like she's supposed to be like nine years old, ten years old, like and she timber? talks like an adult. And oh, okay, the, like the tone, like no, like, no, like, what like she says. the words she's saying, yeah, yeah. what she says. Um, and part of that's like she's raised in a diplomat family. You mm-hmm. know, her father's a senator. She has education, all that stuff. But it still feels like there are times where I have to suspend my disbelief a little bit. But uh, the flip side of that is she totally sounds like a young Princess Leia. Like the, the phrasing, like there's one hilarious line where she's being interrogated this episode. Someone's trying to probe her mind with the force. And she's just like, are we having a staring contest? Um, so there are things like that where it's Try like, it. that's such a such a Leia line. Obi-Wan, my biggest beef uh, with the online discourse around this show is I've seen a lot of people, particularly bros, who are complaining that Obi-Wan is too weak in this show. And that really bugs me because that's the whole point. <laughs> that's the point of the show is we're we're catching up with him at his lowest point in his life um like he was a jedi when we first met him in the phantom menace he was in his 20s then um now he's like a 50 year old man he's lost everything that he cared about he lost a war that ended up r- resulting in the death of basically every single person he cared about for mm. the most part um and yeah he buried his lightsaber in the desert. He clearly hasn't been using the force. The, the show has made that clear because I've seen criticisms of like, why didn't he use the force last episode? But like this one really addresses that. It makes it very clear. He hasn't been like at his desert house in Tatooine floating around teacups and stuff <laughs> like he hasn't been using it. And that is where he's at. Um, right. This episode felt like him coming back into his own a bit more it, and it, it, it's impressive to me how well they did the progression of that in one episode, because at the start, he's struggling to move a, like a thing across the table. And by the end, he's, you know, when he doesn't have time to doubt himself, he uses it. He uses his old abilities much more fluently to a degree where it's like it even surprises him a little bit um, like that's the point of of his arc this season is him regaining his skills and regaining the will to fight. And if you start him as strong Obi-Wan Kenobi that he's always been, there's nowhere to go there. Um, That's not compelling to see a strong character just realize, Hey, I'm still strong. Yeah. But having a character who's lost everything be like, 
there are reasons for me to still get up, even though by all rights, I should just lie down and die in a cave and no one would blame me for it after what I've been through. That's just way more compelling. I agree. Um, I have a comment on that, but let's read some comments first. Christian agrees with you. He does seem extra weak, but I guess that's the idea. That's why it isn't jumping around doing backflips in the Death Star episode four, which yeah. Yeah. and Julie says, is Julie Julie watching Fear of the Walking Dead with Madison is back. I have heard that Madison is back and loving time travel with his wife. Gentleman job is a bit better this week as well. I want to say quickly about there is a contingent of fans, I think, who do seem to what mostly bros who do seem to watch shows like this to get a power fantasy thing. Cause I recall a lot of folk like yeah. about that during game of Thrones too. Like how could anyone, how, how could a team of 18 people beat Barris and Selmy or like, you know, no one can beat Jon Snow. He can take, yeah. on, he can take on 500 people. It's like, they're, they're just people. Just like, I, I, I feel yeah. like the, 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 there's, there's a certain like kind of niche of criticism. The, but they weren't strong enough criticism, which yeah seems like it's from uh, an interesting place because pe- people aren't invincible. And I don't watch shows to watch invincible people. Homelander's invincible. Yeah. But I hope I wish he wasn't. And yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. And I, I just want to uh, note that so we can categorize it for when that crops and up crops up again at some point. And, yeah. And which it, we know it will fine. because yeah. it- yeah, it has time and again. I I very much agree with that. It's ironic, especially with something like Game of Thrones. Like Jon Snow should beat five hundred people because George R. R. Martin was very clear when he was mm-hmm. writing those books about that he doesn't like that. He wanted yeah. to write stories where if four Realistic. people came at, came at you with <laughs> knives, you were in it, trouble. I don't care how like that's you a specific are. thing life, he said. You are the best sword fighter in history if there are five guys with get with a sword you're probably gonna die just like one person yeah. cannot fight many people and, and that is a that has been a, a point i feel like in a lot of grim grim dark or darker fantasy or science fiction stories they'll usually play with that idea right like the heroic seemingly invincible person who died because of bad luck or because they were drunk in an alley at the wrong time mm-hmm. yeah. or because their cape got caught on a revolving door and and they choked Watchmen, um, good times yeah watchman so one thing one thing i will say oh julie says john snow and utrid utrid's mm-hmm. the exception to this he actually is invincible and we can't fault him <laughs> for it because he's utrid one thing bum, bum, bum. that has been that I think Obi-Wan Kenobi deserves a lot of credit for. So in the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, this relates to what Christian said about uh, that's why Obi-Wan isn't doing backflips in the landing bay of the Death Star in episode four. So the uh, the the lightsaber duels in the original trilogy were real clunky. And like when you watch the prequel trilogy, they're acrobatic. They're like the choreography is incredible for most of them. And then you get to the original movies and, you know, it feels much more like people batting at each other with baseball bats. Like there's not that same level of art, like articulate skill, I guess, with the lightsabers. And I always just chalk that up. Yeah, I chalk that up to. George Lucas figured out what he wanted to do with lightsaber duels more. Um, This show, I think, is doing a really commendable job of bridging the styles between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. That's cool. So, like, you see Obi-Wan and Vader fight in episode three, and it they their fight feels like a good precursor to their their eventual showdown in episode four of uh, the movies, A New Hope, because here are two people who have 
been through hell. One is old and defeated. One has basically been burned almost to death and then (laughs) reconstructed. Of course, they're not going to be acrobatic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course, they're not going to be doing backflips. Of course, their fights aren't going to be like they were in Revenge of the Sith when both of them were at the pinnacle of their strength. Right. I I think the show has it really. That is one thing I didn't predict in this show that I think they're really doing a good job of doing that intentionally instead of just, uh, you know, here are people fighting with lightsabers. It's going to look cool. They're telling a story with the lightsaber duels. And I like that a lot, too. That is a good that is a good recommendation for someone like me who is who's not checked it out yet because I'm, I'm, I'm watching Ms. Marvel and I watch some other stuff. So we'll see. But I like the idea a lot. Yeah. There's so much television right now. So this much. is the and, summer and it's, of it's television. It's not stopping. Um, we'll talk about it a no. little more right this second. Shall we move on to the lightning yeah. round? And then Let I can lightning. go back yeah. to not talking for the next 48 hours. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes. All, all right. right. So, know, Dan, why I think I'm going to ask off. you this first one. Yeah. All right. So the Wire creator doesn't think HBO would make the Wire after Game of Thrones. Doesn't think this network that made Game of Thrones would greenlight a show like The Wire nowadays. What do you think of that? His basic argument was that everything that'll be huge now is going to be like Game of Thrones, big enough. And The Wire was like a more small scale show. Now, I mean, I want to put it on there because I guess I. I just like the irony of the guy saying that yeah. while he's promoting a show called We Own This City, which is about a cop in Baltimore, like The Wire with a small cast, like about like a, a, a yes. drug bus gone wrong. So obviously they still do it. That's really it. I just think that's funny. <laughs> okay, Daniel, this one uh, hurts for you. Maybe. Actually, I don't really know. Uh, it does. Um, it moderately hurts. It moderately hurts. HBO Max has canceled Raised by Wolves. Yeah, the biggest, boldest, weirdest sci-fi show uh, in, in, that was airing at the moment. No more can I rant about what Snake Baby's up to this week. Um, it sucks because it was on a big cliffhanger. The second season was a total cliffhanger, and now it will just never get resolved. It was not. A, it was a good show, but it was a weird show, and it didn't catch on. So I wasn't surprised by this news, unfortunately. Um, yes, right, hit me. All right. Uh, we got a, a I think maybe Ooh. our first real behind the scenes look at Netflix's One Piece series. This is a uh, a picture from their set in South Africa. You a fan of One Piece, Dan? I'm not. And look, I, I never watched One Piece. I don't I don't think you watch One Piece. I would doubt that any of you have seen One Piece, but One Piece is one of the most successful manga shows in the history of the world. It's an animated pirate yes, series. It is, it is huge. And they're making a live action version of it. I've never seen it. Um, they yep. put on, they put all the money into it. By the way, some quick comments. Um, yeah, which some good ones in between here. Christian asked, "Why can't HBO make, make the Dark Tower series? It's written. They can't go past the material. I know that AMC was making a Dark Tower series, but I, I believe it got canceled. Maybe someone else yeah. pick it up." And as Henrika says, I think he means a multi-season series like The Wire. We see just a few episodes. I mean, it is, but it it could it doesn't have to be like they they they, they, they yeah. are making a lot of um. A limited series now but if they're willing to make one six episode thing sight unseen usually things grow their audiences in the second season i don't see why they wouldn't yeah. commit to make more of that if they were interested i i think they got good a few ones too okay um and I, yeah up. i think you had a good point you had a good point about this too in your in your write-up of that that's mm-hmm. you know hbo has always had a balance of big shows and small kitschier shows or like 
Sex in the City was a huge hit for HBO before The Wire happened. Like they've always had a balance of those kinds of shows. So I don't totally get behind that yeah. reasoning. I think The Wire would, if it was good, it would still get greenlit yeah. today, I think. All right. Uh, whose turn is it to go? I forgot. It's mine. It's mine. Read me this one. Okay, great. <clears throat> Uh, Daniel, James Marston is returning for Westworld season four uh, and Evan Rachel Wood, who character Dolores died in season three, will play a new character. What's up with that? Yeah. Um, so I'm glad James Marston's coming back. I felt his absence last season. He uh, he's great. Um, Evan Rachel Wood. I mean, she's the she's the face of the show. I. It's tricky because Westworld, you can have characters play different characters. That sure. happened to um, Tessa Thompson last season. She was not the same character. She was, in fact, a clone. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Westworld. All right. All right. Dan, what we do in the shadows was renewed not just for season five, but for seasons five and six. Good choice. Yeah. Well, what we do in the shadows, funny, funny vampire comedy. Season four is coming out in the near future renewed by uh, fx fx and hulu good choice they're uh kind of um it is kind of funny because the third season i thought was the weakest but now they know they have a bit of a hit on their hands so yeah why not it was still fun it's still good i love the style i i i like the actors it's pretty funny rock on okay yeah um <laughs> you keep writing about this so i, so I want to get your opinion on this i wanted I to put this out you okay uh, Peacock is making a series based on the car combat video game Twisted Metal, and funny yep. man Will Arnett will play Sweet Tooth, who is a clown who drives an ice cream truck and he's a murderer. Yep. Uh, you know, every time there's casting news for this show, You're I'm all like, over this it. sounds like it's going to be better than it has any right to be. <laughs> um, so it's got Will Arnett, it's got Nev Campbell, Thomas Hayden Church, Anthony Mackie. Um, I'm curious at this point, like I'm going to watch this show and by it, there's no reason it should be good, but it could be. <laughs> All right. When it comes out, we will um, come, I, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, I will have some. Okay, Dan, I, I want to hear your opinion about this one because I am not a fan of this. I know I should be. I know I probably be. Just would be. be. It's going to happen at some point, but for now I'm not. So tell, tell us stuff. The Sandman got a release date. It's coming to Netflix on <laughs> August 5th. Honestly, it's awfully close. Um, I wish it was a little later. Yeah. There's already so much coming out. But uh, yeah. Sandman, great. Neil Gaiman comic, wonderful, imaginative, revolutionary, seminal. I'm really looking forward to it. I didn't actually love the trailer. They end on like a weird okay. line that I feel like was supposed to be dramatic, but I didn't even know who the guy was. Um, but I yeah. still, I'm still putting my hopes high. Let's do the Sandman. finally daniel they did kind of sneak that in there with the release date (laughs) it like they were like let's get this out before house of the dragon yeah i i i wish it was later a good autumn watch me too but um all right and finally daniel last item on the agenda the rock dwayne johnson uh is black adam in the first trailer for the anti-hero superhero film black adam you're gonna see black adam you're gonna see the rock smell the rock is cooking and black adam (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, I'm not excited for this movie, but I love The Rock. And I, I, there have been many times in my life so far where I was like, I'm not excited for this movie, but it has The Rock. And then it ended <laughs> up being great because of The Rock. So I will give this a chance. I think it could be fun. Um, there's an SNL skit where he said he is like franchise Viagra. And I think that's true. If anyone can yes. save DC, maybe it's him. We, 
we, I'd love to break that down further, but uh, I think we're out of time. <laughs> yeah, that, this that's was all fun. she wrote. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for talking a lot. And Nicole, <laughs> I remember your comment. I will get plenty of vocal rest and I, I August going to be nuts. Uh, vocal rest and hydration. And hopefully this time next week, yes. um, I'll be all better because um, we do this show every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time live here on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page. We're also available in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, uh, Take the Black, the only show where the sicker the hosts are, the more fun they have. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Take care of This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.